Preschoolers don't really come with a manual, do they? You want to spend your day helping them grow and enjoying the magic of learning through the eyes of a preschooler. You also want to help them deal with all the big feelings that come with being three or four, but real talk? You don't have a lot of time. We need to prep for the day with confidence and ditch the stress that sometimes comes along the way. I got you. Welcome to the Preschool Made Easy podcast. I'm your host, Chantel, a kinder teacher turned curriculum designer and preschool consultant. And I'm here to help you make this school year the best one yet. Let's get to the show. You know that feeling of having a just cleaned home that smells like the rainforest or a lavender field and the dishwasher is empty, clothes are hanging in the closet, and you can just breathe and be? That feeling of, ah, what a relief. No mess, no stress. That's exactly the same feeling you get when you simplify your little one's toys and organize their play space. It truly is so powerful. Welcome to another episode of our Parent Corner segment. In these episodes, I share my experiences and expertise as a teacher and parent to help you navigate this preschool journey. You're listening to episode 25, and today we're talking about what toys you really need and which ones you don't. The research is backing it up, so how many is too many? And three steps to simplify the toys in your home. Looking for simple, easy-to-use preschool activities? prepped and ready to go for your littles that go perfectly with these toys? Go to www.shantymacias.com shop. That's C-H-A-N-T-Y-M-A-C-I-A-S to get your hands on our weekly themed activity packs. Stay with me because I also have an amazing promo code for 10% off your order at the end of this episode. All right, let's get to it. I want to get real, real with you for a minute now. I've heard through the grapevine that when you have one child or two kids with a big age gap between them, right? Like one is the older one and one is the baby. You're more likely to spoil them and buy them so many things that you almost never have enough space for them. I've also heard the complete opposite for parents that have more than two kiddos at home, like They already bought so many things for the older ones that the little ones just kind of piggyback off of their older siblings and don't really get many new things, mostly just hand-me-downs. Don't come at me yet. (laughs) Like I said, they're just rumors going around the grapevine. But are they really so far off though? Or is it that we're just choosing not to see the reality here? I can tell you personally, I try, keyword try, (laughs) To not bombard my daughter with so many things because I'm well aware of how it affects her, our home, and myself. Of course, I'm referring to my home being organized, her development, and all that good stuff. But let's be real, she's the only one I got. So naturally, I'm going to get her some things during the year, like I'm going to reward her for her effort in school or a project, um, for good behavior, or even when we visit a new place. Like, not every single time, but sometimes for sure. I mean, listen, we all do what we want with our kids. It's our own choice to parent however we feel is best, and no one can tell you how to do it. Chances are, though, if you're listening to this episode, you might be looking for a teeny bit of advice. Maybe some real talk or a little love and support. Either way, I got you, my friend. 
Let's talk about how having too many toys affects you, your little ones, and your home. More specifically, what toys your littles need and which ones they don't. We know that having educational materials and simple toys in your home is really good for your kiddos, right? And it promotes their cognitive and emotional development, which is exactly what every single parent wants. This means that they are happy, they're learning more, and they feel supported. Simple toys often encourage creativity and imagination, which allows your little ones to explore all the different ways of playing and problem solving. Educational materials like books, puzzles, and even building blocks gives them so many opportunities for learning and specific skill development. A clutter-free space, aka the organized space, helps them focus and reduces distraction, which is the ultimate goal if you want them to be able to connect more deeply with their toys and activities. By maintaining simplicity and order, I promise you, you're going to create the most conducive environment that's going to build your preschoolers' curiosity and their early learning experiences. So, well done, parents. All right, so what do your preschoolers actually need when it comes to toys? The ones that get their creativity and imagination going and work on some skills. Here's a quick list of some of the best toys your littles would benefit from having. Building blocks. Toys like Mega Blocks, Duplo, and even Lego building blocks help with fine motor skills, spatial awareness, and creativity. They can be used to create structures which puts their imagination and problem-solving skills to the test. Puzzles. Age-appropriate puzzles promote cognitive development, pattern recognition, and eye-hand coordination. This comes in handy um, so much, especially when they're starting school and they're starting to write. So choose puzzles with varying levels of difficulty as your child progresses so that you avoid having them either get bored or have it be too challenging. Art supplies, things like crayons, markers, colored pencils, and non-toxic paints allows preschoolers to express themselves creatively. These supplies will definitely improve their fine motor skills like pencil grasp, cutting, and even gluing. It also helps build their artistic expression skills, which is probably one of my favorite things to witness. I also really like quick sticks, tempera paint sticks, because they don't bleed through paper and they help your little ones learn how to draw with the sticks and also keep the paint in the designated area so it doesn't go all over the place. Books, 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 a variety of picture books and interactive storybooks helps with their language development, their cognitive skills, and duh, it builds a love for learning. I always recommend choosing books with diverse themes and age-appropriate content. Dress-up clothes. This is one that I always have questions about because I sometimes share it on my Instagram that my daughter loves to play dress-up, but this is not just for the girls. This can also be for the boys. I'm talking about Switching some of the costumes so that girls and or boys can wear them. It's not just the princess costumes. It's the pirate costumes. And I always say to parents, I always recommend, listen to your child and pay very close attention to their interests. Listen, if your kid is that kid that loves the ocean, is just overly obsessed with ocean animals, get them a diver costume. If your kid loves excavation sites and digging for dinosaur bones, 
get them an archaeology set or something that they can wear, um, even if it's just binoculars or a magnifying glass, a hat. You'd be amazed at the possibilities of imagination and play that these little babies make up with some of the simplest dress-up clothes. It's pretty amazing. Costumes and dress-up clothes are so great for their imaginative play and role-playing, which also builds their social and emotional development. Look at that. And the last one is educational games. Simple board games or even card games designed for preschoolers can enhance not only their social skills, but also their counting and basic problem-solving abilities. Super cool, right? On the other hand, it's important to be mindful of the toys that can be less beneficial or simply not age-appropriate. Electronic devices. Hear me out, mamas. I know what I know. I know what you're going to say. Listen, I'm all for the iPads and the apps as long as they're serving you or your child well. With that said, while some educational apps can definitely be beneficial in moderation, excessive screen time is generally discouraged for preschoolers. Not talking about your second graders or your fifth graders. We're talking about the little ones. We certainly should prioritize hands-on interactive play, but hey, you know what is best for your kiddo, and if allowing them to play at some educational interactive games helps them for a little while, then go for it. Some kiddos actually do very well on these games and have fun learning. However, if you're running into trouble with getting them off the iPads, having temper tantrums, or they're just being exposed to some unnecessary or inappropriate content on their devices, you might want to consider limiting their exposure to it then. Single-purpose toys. These are toys that serve only one purpose and lack versatility, aka these closed-ended toys. They may become quickly uninteresting for preschoolers, so opt for toys that allow for open-ended play and have multiple ways of interaction. Toys with small parts, oof, this is a big one. Avoid toys with small, detachable parts that could pose a choking hazard. Our child's safety is always our number one priority. You definitely want to stick to the age-appropriate guidelines the toy manufacturers state on their products. Listen, parents, there's a reason they have them there. Point blank. And the last one is overly stimulating toys. These are the toys with the flashing lights constant, all over the place, wow, just too much. The loud sounds or the excessive features that can overwhelm your young children so easily. So choose toys that provide a balanced sensory experience without causing the sensory overload. Remember, the key is to strike some type of balance and give them a variety of toys that cater to the different areas of development. And I mean, also lets them have fun, of course. After all, that's what toys are for. Here's the million-dollar question. How many is too many? Oof, this, is, this is a tricky one. Research has consistently shown that too many toys in a home can have some negative consequences for preschoolers. A study published in the Infant Behavior and Development Journal found that children who have fewer toys tend to engage in longer periods of play with each toy which promoted sustained attention and much more meaningful exploration with the toy. On the contrary, researchers also suggest that when children are surrounded by way too many options, they may become 
overwhelmed, which leads to shorter attention spans and decreased engagement with individual toys. You all know which ones I'm talking about. The ones that you put on a side to put it in a enormous glad bag and put it either in the garage or outside somewhere for donation or just, you know, chucking it from the trash. And then they see it and all of a the sudden they remember, wow, look at this toy. I haven't seen it in forever. I want to play with it now. Mm-hmm. They also mentioned that a cluttered environment may actually hinder a child's ability to focus on specific tasks, which could potentially impact their cognitive and emotional development. As teachers, we see this so many times in the classroom. Research also suggests that children with fewer toys may develop better organizational skills, hey, hey, and they learn to appreciate the value of each item. Oh, look at that. <laughs> they gain a sense of responsibility and respect for their belongings. Here's another interesting study. Some research has explored the link between a cluttered home environment and increased stress levels for both parents and children. A study from the University of Toledo found that mothers in cluttered home environments experienced much higher cortisol levels, which is a physiological marker of stress, and this stress could potentially impact the parent-child relationship and the child's overall well-being. I mean, crazy, right? Say that again for the people in the back. Now, I don't know about you, but I hear stress, relationship, and well-being, and I'm like, yeah, those don't go well together. So I'll just keep it simple, okay? Is this child ready for kindergarten? How can I help them be ready for kinder? I hear these questions all the time. It's one of my absolute favorite topics to chat about in the DMs. Did you grab your kinder readiness checklist yet? Teachers love having this tool on their desk because it tells them exactly what they should work on with their students. And parents go wild for this tool because it gives them easy strategies they can do at home with their littles. It walks you through the seven areas of development so you can track progress and provide support along the way. Did I mention it's free? Grab your copy of my Kinder Readiness Checklist in the show notes so you can rest knowing your kiddos are prepared to rock kindergarten. Let's get back to our show. Now let's get into how you can simplify your items and your toys at home. Here are three simple steps. Number one, assess and prioritize. Begin by taking inventory of the toys and educational materials already in your kiddo's room and your home, whichever one you want to tackle first. Then assess each item based on its educational value, its play potential, and your child's interest. Listen, if they're not interested, they're not going to play with it. As much as you may like it or you may want to push it on them because Lord knows you spent $70 on that Lego set, if they don't want it, they're not going to touch it. Prioritize items that encourage creativity, critical thinking, and skill development. Then consider either donating or storing toys that are rarely used or just no longer age-appropriate. By being so selective, you can create a much more intentional and focused play space for them. Step number two, rotate the toys. Instead of having all the toys accessible at once, you may want to implement a toy rotation system. 
listen, honestly, if I could go to your house and do this for you, I would. I love this part of the process. <laughs> it's crazy. I know, but I really do love it. Store a portion of the toys in some type of designated storage space and periodically rotate them into your play area. The goal is to avoid overwhelm and ditch the stress. You know what I started doing? I started rotating them out seasonally and I have a trigger. Every time I go to switch out some of my seasonal home decor, whether it's spring, summer, fall, or winter, that's my time to go through all of the toys and do my rotation. And step three, emphasize quality over quantity. Choose toys that are versatile, durable, and age-appropriate for your preschooler. Opt for toys that encourage open-ended play, creativity, and imagination. Educational materials like books and puzzles should always align to their developmental stage and give them opportunities to learn by doing. Let's start building a more streamlined and purposeful collection that really focuses on your baby's growth. All right, let's recap. In this episode, we went over what toys you really need and which ones you really don't. We also learned that the research definitely backs it up and tells us how many is too many. And third, we went over three steps to simplify the toys in your home. If you need any help picking out a few quick and easy materials for your littles, head over to www.amazon.com slash shop slash Shanty Macias. That's C-H-A-N-T-Y-M-A-C-I-A-S. Or just click on the link in the show notes to get your hands on my favorite preschool toys and supplies that are exactly what your little ones need. Oh, and don't forget to grab your preschool activity packs right now so you can have simple, easy-to-use activities prepped and ready to go for your littles that go so perfectly with those supplies. Go to shantymacias.com shop to get your hands on our best-selling activities. Enter the promo code New Bestie 10 for 10% off your order. See you there. Thank you so much for hanging out with me today. I love creating content to support you on your preschool journey. So if you enjoyed this episode, reach out to me on Instagram and let me know what resonated or any questions you may have. Let's keep the conversation going so we can support more preschool teachers and parents just like you. See you in the next episode.